It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I do appreciate you listening to our show today. You know, over the past several months, we've received several emails suggesting that we address the most common cause of vision loss in older people called age-related macular degeneration. So you might ask, so what is macular degeneration? You may have not ever heard that, but maybe you have. So what is it? What are the causes of macular degeneration, and how does nutrition fit into a prevention plan? And that's what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I have two great helpers today. First joining me as our co-host is Anna Derhock, and everybody knows Anna, I think, that lives in the Twin City area, maybe. <laughs> She's a licensed nutritionist with her master's degree in nutrition, and she knows a lot about nutrition. And so, Anna, what is macular degeneration? degeneration and now just pretend <laughs> that you're explaining it to someone that really doesn't understand this I mean, okay. you know i promise to break it down real easy okay okay <laughs> so it's it's what it is it's the actual breakdown or deterioration of the retina resulting in a loss of central vision so it really affects more the retina um and it is the leading cause of blindness in people 65 and older i had no idea Yes. That that, you know, is that high. It so, is a huge problem. It's crazy. So before we get into our discussion, I want to introduce Tamara Brown, who is a registered dietitian. And you have a master's degree in public health, right, Tamara? I do. And you wrote another great article for us. Yes. It's, and it's called Daily Detective. And it mm-hmm. was in our newsletter, wasn't it? In our Nutritional Weight and Wellness newsletter. Yep. And this time you looked at soups that you buy at your local grocery store, you know, in the deli department, not in the cans, but in the right in the deli. And so what did you find in soups? Well, <laughs> I found some very interesting things. And if, as some of you listeners might know, I love being the deli detective. And we love these articles. <laughs> yes. So some of the things I found one were very surprising, one being partially hydrogenated cottonseed oil, which is a trans fat. And we call it the worst trans fat in the world. Exactly. It's not designed for human consumption. Exactly. <laughs> so not something that you want to be enjoying in your bowl of soup, right? <laughs> um, another thing I found on the labels was something called autolyzed yeast extract, or that is another hidden term for MSG. Oh, Yuck. so say that again, tomorrow, because I don't think people even know that one. Right. It's called autolyzed yeast extract. Okay. So a sneaky, sneaky term, <laughs> something that you want to avoid. They don't plaster MSG on these because people are odd to that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Another thing, um, nitrates and nitrites found in some of the meats used in the soups. Oh, really? That's yes. interesting. And Gee. we know that we always want to look for meats without nitrates. Yes. Yes. And anything else? Yes. Another one, artificial flavor. <laughs> so 
I guess the companies are making the soups taste more like soup. (laughs) (laughs) More fake food. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. So not a lot of good things in some of them. But one soup, which was awesome, was from Mississippi Market Co-op. And that just contained real ingredients, just like a soup you would make at home. So I bet that Mississippi Market is similar to many of the other local co-ops in the area where you could also find a high-quality product. So like, kind of like Lake Winds or The Wedge or exactly. any, of the, yep. Yep. Or any of the other food co-ops. Exactly. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Yeah, this was an awesome article, and it really kind of helps under kind of helps people understand why you might get a migraine after eating some of those soups, or even just have more aches and pains, and you don't know where it's coming from. So I, you know, that's that's a really interesting. So Tamara, yes, I don't think every I, I don't think everyone receives our newsletter, right? And mm-hmm. everybody should receive yes. our newsletter. <laughs> So if you're listening right now and you didn't get our most recent newsletter and want a copy, just email me at Tamara at WaitAndWellness.com and I will email it to you. So let's get back to our topic, macular degeneration. All right. So it's really amazing the number of people who actually suffer from um, macular degeneration, especially when you realize that this deterioration of the eye can be largely prevented. Yes, I said prevented um, in a lot of people or at least delayed by wise dietary choices. You know, there's almost 2 million people with macular degeneration. And honestly, modern medicine has very little to offer as prevention because, Mm -hmm. hey, it all goes back to our food choices. Right. So there is a saying that I think fits our food choices. First, we make our habits, and then our habits make us. (laughs) You know, and I just... uh, was on a trip up to the yeah. Boundary Waters, and I noticed that some of my friends have the habit of stopping at a place to get uh, rolls and things like that. And so, you know, their habit is making them. Yep. It's yeah. interesting. You can see it, too. Yep. So. So. If we have the habit of eating, eating lots of leafy green vegetables um, pretty much daily, that's that should be our goal, um, that habit actually pre- protects us from macular degeneration. Um, and my guess is, is if you have recently you know, received a diagnosis of macular degeneration, and it's a very scary one, um, you know, you're probably saying to yourself or thinking it, why didn't someone tell me to eat more spinach or kale or, you know, beet greens? Um, if I had known, you know, to eat greens with my eggs in the morning, you know, I could have prevented some of this. Right. So, but I didn't know. Yes. Exactly. So... If you want to protect the retina of your eyes, add spinach or other greens cooked in maybe some olive oil or some butter. Studies show that the habitual intake of leafy greens will be a preventive measure everyone can do. And what does habitual intake mean? That means you have established the habit of having leafy green vegetables every day. And those greens provide you with the carotenoids that prevent the macula from damage. And that's, it's so simple, simple. isn't it? Yeah. So when we're working with a client with macular degeneration, we need to help them establish a prevention plan. And, you know, besides getting the leafy greens in, our first step is to get the sugar out. And sugar acts like a free radical, damaging the cells in the retina. And the second thing that we have people do is they get the trans fats out 
because trans fats negatively affect every cell in the body, especially that retina. So then the food chemicals such as MSG and those and nitrates and all those things, we have to get those out too. But our first step is to get the sugar and the trans fats out. Exactly. And if any of you follow the advice of the deli detective, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then you would probably know that you would want to pick up your soup from Mississippi Market Mm Co-op or the co-op near you or Whole Foods. And remember, that is because the soup from Rainbow Foods, for example, contains hydrogenated cottonseed oil, which has been found to damage the retina. Those hydrogenated oils are trans fats, and they are very damaging to the cell membranes. So if you're really worried about losing your sight, you know, maybe your mother had macular degeneration or your sister lost her sight due to macular degeneration, then be serious about how and what you're eating. You know, at some time, people are really sorry about their eating habits when they find out that it's actually too late Right. Because all this damage has been done. So, you know, start getting serious and get some good quality nutritional counseling to get some direction on what you should be eating. Right. Yeah. And really, I mean, the other things that are needed for eye health um, are, you know, quality meats and fish, vegetables for the carbohydrates and lots of good fats. And by what we mean, what we mean by good fats would be butter olive oil, olives, nuts, coconut oil is actually really, really healthy for your skin and um, other cells. And just real food. You want to focus on real food. You want to get the processed foods out, no matter what type of processed food it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so if we're thinking about soups again, Mm -hmm. the soup from Mississippi Market Co-op fits all the requirements of real food. It's made with stock, onions, celery, carrots, Brown rice, chicken breast, and real butter. And I bet the stock didn't have any MSG in it either. I bet you're right. (laughs) Okay. So, Anna, maybe we should, uh, before we continue, take a little break here. Let's take a little break. Um, You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And what could yogurt, sardines, celery, and sirloin steak possibly have in common? Hmm, That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) They're all wonderful, but they all contain ingredients that experts have found that can boost your immune system and help you live longer. Who wants to live longer? I do. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Already daycare centers and schools are experiencing a rush of viruses and colds. And how are we going to stay well through we it all? We know that, that there is like an <laughs> epidemic of, flu- of colds going yes. on right now. It's terrible. Um, researchers have discovered that even when you're in, a good, in good health, your diet plays a critical role in how well your um, immune system functions. So a serving of wild-caught salmon or sardines, which are both high in omega-3 fatty acids, enhance those um, immune-boosting cells, So, and they help pre- prevent inflammation, suppress it. So when we come back from break, Dar will share some of other some other immune functioning um, enhancing nutrients. So questions about macular degeneration, please call us at 651 That's wrong. Yes, 1071. So 651-641-1071. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. 
Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, before the break, Anna was sharing information about how important it is to eat real food for your immune function. As nutritionists, we need to understand how different nutrients are needed for building a healthy, strong immune system. So who would think that the minerals zinc, selenium, and iron are critical for your immune system, but even a little deficiency can lead to a compromised immune system? And who would ever think, though, that foods highest in these minerals are beef, organ meats, the liver, I think Mm -hmm. most people know that one, chicken, pork, turkey, eggs, nuts, and avocados. So a steak salad Mm -hmm. with avocado would be a perfect immune-building lunch and a very tasty one. So if people want to recommit to eating the weight and wellness way, you know, people do it for a while and then they fall off and then they yeah. then but they know they keep wanting to come back because they feel so good. Mm-hmm. And so we are offering the Living the Weight and Wellness Way classes and they're going to start in uh on October 11th that week and they're going to be in Anoka, Lakeville, Woodbury and Wyzetta. And I'm teaching the one in Wyzetta. You are. So come see oh, me. Okay. <laughs> so just check their website weightandwellness.com. And sign up, and they're fun classes. Yes, and definitely. And it's like getting back to, and then you feel great for going into the holidays. Yep, definitely. You have a, you kind of have a prevention plan already in store. So we have callers. Yes, we do. Okay, so we have Patty on line one, or line two. Um, Patty, did you have a question? Yes, I do. Um, I was wondering, uh, once a person has been diagnosed with immacular degeneration, are there foods that they can eat to help improve their sight or condition, or by that point, is it too late? No, there's a lot of things that you can do. In fact, we're going to get into some other things. But, you know, again, pulling out the sugar. Okay. Get the sugar and the processed carbs out. Yeah. Get rid of the cereals. You know, get that stuff out of the diet. Totally. Okay. I mean, really be serious about it. Yeah. Okay. And then... Um, you know, you, you just can't play with it. You got to really be serious, and then just eat lots of vegetables, okay. and then and make sure that you're only using good fats like olive oil and butter and coconut oil, and you know, get rid of all the corn oil and soybean oil, and yeah. get rid of those things because they're all damaged fats. And then, um, did I talk about vegetables? Did I say vegetables, vegetables, (laughs) vegetables? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was wondering, you know. Would that actually help to improve? Yes. It would. And then we're going to talk about some other supplements, you know, later in the show, but like CoQ10, uh, alpha-lipoic acid, some of the things that are critical, Mm -hmm. you know, even, yeah, in taking cod liver oil and some Mm -hmm. of those things. Yeah. But there are a lot of things that you can do to slow down the progression 
and to restore some, actually restore some vision. So, you know, the sooner you do it, the better it's going to be. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Now, great question for us today. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. And then we have Julie on line one. Julie, you had a question about raw versus cooked spinach. I did. I am wondering, we, we do eat spinach and it's organic spinach, but we usually eat it raw, like in salads. Okay. Do you still get the benefit from raw spinach? You and I answer that one. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, raw spinach is just as good as cooked spinach. Um, if you want more of the iron, the cooked spinach would be better. But otherwise, you know, you're you're okay doing the raw spinach salads and things like that. I think if you want to increase your volume, wouldn't you say tomorrow? If you want to increase your volume of spinach, you probably have to cook it. Yes, because yeah. it yes. takes about four cups at least to get. Even a half a cup of cooked spinach. Right. Yeah. And it's tough to eat four cups of right. raw spinach. It's a lot of chewing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, but yeah. use both, and that's great. Yep. All right. Thank you. Great. All right. Thanks. Great. And then we also have a, um, a caller, Debbie, Debbie, on line three. Debbie, you had a question on cataracts? Um, yes. Actually, my um, my dad was just diagnosed with macular degeneration. He just turned 70, and okay. also my mom her side of the family struggles with cataracts, and I'm just curious, you know, if the solutions for the two are the same, and also wondering um, what your thoughts are on some of the um, medical treatments they use for macular degeneration, if there's some that maybe should be avoided until the nutrition aspect has been tried. Ooh, that last part, I, I don't know if we can really answer that medical one, but we can say, I think, always start with nutrition First, and and maybe you do it in combination with the medical treatment. Um, You know, we don't know enough about the actual medical treatment to Mm -hmm. advise. But as far as cataracts, Mm -hmm. I think there's been a lot of research showing that cataracts is really, it increases with insulin resistance as one factor. So if -hmm. you have higher blood sugars, you know, like a diabetic, your chances of getting cataracts go up tremendously. So, again, it goes back to cutting the sugar, cutting the processed carbs, and being really serious about doing that. And it isn't easy these days. There's sugar everywhere, isn't there? It is. Every place you look is sugar. I I took your weight and wellness uh, series back this summer with Wendy. And now when you're talking sugars, you're also talking about the carbohydrates that turn into sugar, correct? Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the cereals and the pastas and the breads and all those things. And we, as a culture, we eat so much of that and our bodies are not really equipped to eat that much. That's Mm -hmm. the, we haven't uh, progressed enough to be able to handle that much sugar. Yeah, you know? yeah I know. one thing that I found amazing with the class was your um, formula with car- converting the carbohydrates to teaspoons of sugar. I don't. I think that might be helpful for your uh, listeners if you reviewed that. I will. I will. Thank you, Debbie. All right. Thank um, you very much. Thank I you for listening. Show. No fr- Thank you. Um, okay. So Debbie brought up the the formula, and it's basically for every four grams of carbohydrates you eat, it breaks down into one teaspoon of sugar. So if you go on your box of, um, I don't know, one that we talk about often in class is like Smart Start. Yep. Uh And I believe, if I remember right, three-fourths of a cup has 44 grams of carbohydrates. And so that would break down into how many teaspoons of sugar? Well, 10 to 11. (laughs) Yep. 10 to 11 teaspoons of sugar in that little bit of 
of cereal. And so it's you just have to take a look at the carbohydrates. But I think if we looked at um, like a Campbell's tomato soup, Uh that's another one that kind of comes back in my memory. And, you know, I remember it having a can of tomato soup has 44 grams of of carbohydrates in it. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. isn't even counting the milk that you put in there. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think a lot of times those... Tomato soups, especially if they're processed, they're going to be hiding sugar. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And so a lot of older people, and we talk about macular degeneration being 65 and older, but actually it starts long before that. Yep. But that's where the blindness comes in. But if we start and think about those those soups and the crackers that a lot of people are having because they don't want to cook any longer. Right, they're easy. They're eating almost mm-hmm. straight sugar. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's the hidden stuff all the and time. And they're eating saltines with their... Exactly. <sighs> There's lots of trans fats in those. Yes. So let's kind of go back a little bit because I think what if before break we should re- kind of recap about yes. how people should be eating. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Anna, <laughs> why don't you just talk about meat and, and okay. protein and then and then well, maybe tomorrow talk about fats and okay. and then we'll come around and I'll talk about vegetables. <laughs> All right. Well, whenever possible, you want to try to get grass-fed or organic meats, but if you can't, that's fine. Um, but, and then, then you want to get the leanest cut meats if you, if you can't buy organic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it just goes back to real animal protein. It's, it's the chicken, it's turkey, it's, um, beef, it's, you know, pork chops, you know, all those it's things, a, eggs. And fish. Yeah, and fish, yeah. lots of fish. Fish is probably the best, especially because it's got um, those, you know, those um, inflammation-enhanced um, um, omega-3s in it. So salmon, sardines, you know, um, small amounts of tuna, you know, mm-hmm. all those wonderful walleye, all those mm-hmm. wonderful fish. You know, you really want a, a wide variety of animal types of protein and fish. When I was up at Grand Marais, I had the greatest herring that was caught that morning. And it was, you know, just cooked, steamed with a bunch of vegetables. It was great. Mm, Sounds delicious. So what kind of fats should people be looking for? Fats is a very good topic. Basically, look for the fats that are the closest to the earth. Mm -hmm. So I think of nuts and seeds, um, butter, real butter, high-quality olive oil, Coconut oil, like we mentioned earlier, that's a great fat. Avocados, all good sources of healthy fats. And what we want to avoid are the processed fats, like the partially hydrogenated fats or the trans fats, or the really overly processed, cheap vegetable fats, like soybean oil, corn oil. Not such good choices. Okay, and then... To follow it up with lots of, if you're car- if you're going to have carbohydrates, pick vegetables, yeah. and even start with vegetables for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we often talk about having vegetables like spinach and kale and beet greens, and there's actually a reason to do that because it provides these carotenoids, and mm-hmm. there's a couple of them that are really important for eye health. Mm-hmm. One is called lutein, and I think most people have heard of lutein because yep. they're advertising it on, on TV a lot. Yes. And xanthanum, which is another carotenoid that is found in spinach, kale, and beet greens and other kinds. Like It's found also in broccoli and green beans and some of those things, yep. and those are so important right. because it's 
and they actually protect your cells some. Yeah. So, Anna, I think what we should probably do, don't you Let's think? take a break. Yes. And, um, Karen, we will get to your call next next time, so just hang on. Um, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And clients are always asking, you know, is there a way to boost my immune system? Everyone around me is always getting sick. Um, and how can I keep my kids healthy in school? First and foremost, cut out sugar. Stop the soda. Leave cereals at the store. And fix a healthy breakfast for yourself and your kids. Um, my kids love deviled eggs. Um, they also like hard boiled eggs. Um, and I usually give them some fruit with, with their eggs for breakfast. Um, I make up little party vegetables. Um, sometimes I put them on a toothpick. Uh, Genevieve's favorite are the cherry tomatoes and Isabelle's are the cucumbers. Um, and then they don't necessarily like avocado, but they love guacamole. So they just spoon that out and... (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yep. They just take spoonfuls of it. So, And then a little square cheese. I mean, it's easy to get your kids to eat vegetables if you make it look appealing. Mm-hmm. So real, real foods for a well-functioning immune system. Um, questions today, just call us at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, I want to invite you to listen to Dishing Up Nutrition next week. You know, by popular request, we've invited Richard Grassy, the water expert, back because we want him to share his knowledge about healthy water. And Richard has studied water for over 25 years. So if you have a question about water, (laughs) this is your opportunity. So, you know, actually, you can just email our office at weightandwellness.com your question, and this week, anytime, and we'll give them to Richard, and he'll answer them on air. Or, of course, you can call in next week, you know, and our number here, of course, is 651-641-1071. And the other thing that I wanted to kind of mention is, you know, we started our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes, uh, I think, about three weeks ago, and we have many of them going on, but because of popular request, we've actually added added another class. And so if you're looking to lose weight for the holidays, we've got a perfect class for you. And it's it's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. And it starts October 19th. And it's located in Edina. And, uh, you know, even I've just heard, we've been going for about three weeks now on our, mm-hmm. our classes. And I've had people coming in and say, I've lost 10 pounds. I feel great. I feel wonderful. It's working. You know, and it's so nice to feel good again mm-hmm. and just and and people are really positive about it. So if you have questions about nutrition for weight loss, just um, look online. It's uh, weightandwellness.com or you can call at 651-699-3438. And should we take and some calls? Yes, we have a call. Um, Becky is online too. Becky, you had a, you had, um, a question about sleep or trouble sleeping? Yeah. You're having trouble sleeping. You're having trouble sleeping? Trouble sleeping. I've tried magnesium glycinate, and it doesn't seem to yeah. help. And how many uh, are you taking of magnesium glycinate? It's there uh, two, and it should be 400. It's 400 milligrams. Okay. Um, and they're very large capsules, aren't yeah. they? Tablets. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that you have to take more of those because it's from a company that I know it says that it's got that 200 in it for or a tablet, uh-huh. but I have found that those are not very work. They don't seem to work very well for people. Okay. Um, 
you might want to try, you know, our magnesium glycinate. Uh, they seem to get absorbed better, and I'm not sure why why this is, but I just from working with lots of clients, those don't seem to work as well. And so if you're really struggling, you may start with four of ours of the magnesium glycinate. And so those are going to be about 400 milligrams. And some people have to go up to six or even eight of those. Mm-hmm. Oh. So do you ever have muscle cramps or charley horses or any of those kinds of things? Not muscle cramps, but achiness. Achiness. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if you look at, I don't know, uh, are you, how old are you basically kind of in that age range? Yes, 56. You know, you you might be in that menopause or perimenopause phase and sometimes people need a little bit of progesterone mm-hmm. to sleep. And so there's just over-the-counter progesterone right, creams. i tried that, too. Okay. Well, then you better come in and see us. <laughs> yeah, because there's you other know, underlying uh, issues. Yeah, I mean, we, there's so many different things that we, and we help. These are the first two things that we do with people. But sometimes <laughs> you have to go to the next level and the okay. next level. Yeah. So we, we do have good luck helping people be able to sleep. Okay. So just call our office and make an appointment with one of us, and we'd be happy to work with you. Okay, thanks so much. Sure, thanks, thank Becky. you. Bye. Okay, we have another caller on line one. Elaine? Good Hello? morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, who did you say? Elaine? Oh, yes, this is Elaine. Hi. Did yes, you... I had a question. You talked about the different oils, but what about you never mentioned canola oil? They've always said canola oil was very good. They? Who are they, though? <laughs> well, you well, know. The only canola oil that is that you should use is something that is um, cold-pressed, I guess, or, yeah, or expeller-pressed. Yep. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Expeller-pressed. Otherwise, okay. all the canola oils are very refined. Yeah. Oh, and that isn't good. No, it isn't. Yeah. Mary Enig, who is kind of the expert, the Dr. Mary Enig, who is expert on fats, say that canola oil contains 40% trans fats of the really? refined of canola refined, oils. Yep. Oh, boy. And what do you recommend again? Olive oil? Yep. Olive oil, coconut oil, butter, butter um, you know, nuts and seeds that haven't been roasted in cottonseed oil. Things like that. And yet, why <clears throat> Why was it years ago canola oil? Because they, they had a very big advertising campaign. Oh, because yeah. I know we used, to, we used to have a popcorn wagon, and we always used canola, yeah, uh, yeah. coconut oil. And, yeah. Well, and then they came out and said it was just terrible for you. No, and, you, you were right on <laughs> by using awesome. the coconut oil. Yeah. Yes, it was healthy. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, that's, the, the, you know, money changes behavior yes. right. because well, it comes in, in advertising dollars all yes. right thank you very much Thanks, great question Elaine. though yes great Bye. question um we have um connie on line three hello connie connie yes hi hi good morning um, love your show thank you thanks i am coming off of a cold or allergies this week and i haven't been diagnosed with allergies and um <clears throat> don't really know what i have but i have been training for the marathon and running it tomorrow hopefully and I want to know what kind of carbs. I, um, <clears throat> I'm lactose and wheat tolerant, so I kind of stay away from the bread usually. I do a lot of Ezekiel uh, tortillas and stuff like that, but what would you recommend? Well, before we, I'm going to have Anna answer that before, but because of your allergies and cold, I would recommend you pop into one of our offices today 
and get a product that's called dehist mm-hmm. and take start taking six of those a day because it's going to clear your congestion. I think it'll help clear up your congestion a lot for tomorrow's race. Dehist. Dehist. And it works great for people. But yeah. and, and what kind of carbs then? <laughs> what kind of carbs? Okay. All right. Well, I would I would start with small amounts of fruit because fructose can actually really upset the digestion tract, especially if you're running long distances. So okay. just do a little bit of fruit. Um, and then I would do <clears throat> a lot of good complex carbs. I'd get some wild rice in there, especially with your morning breakfast. Um, so maybe sweet potatoes. Maybe mm-hmm. sweet potatoes. Yep. I'd get a little bit of wild rice. I'd get at least a half a sweet potato in there. Um, you could do a whole one because you're going to need the carbs, obviously. And you're going to need the fat. And you're going to need the fat. So put some good butter on there. Um, cook your eggs and uh, get some good eggs in your system. Cook them in coconut oil or good olive oil. Add an avocado. Yep. You're going to need lots of good fat and you're going to also need those good complex carbs to carry you through for as long as, you know, as long as your body needs to go. And a, and a lot of protein. And a lot of protein. You're probably going to need probably at least three eggs, I would say. If, okay. you, if you can handle that, because what time is the race? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yep. So yeah, get, get some good, get some good, get some good carbs and some good protein and good fat. Yep. Okay. And good luck to you. Yes, tomorrow. and good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so Anna, let's go back and talk a little bit okay. about maybe because uh, I know we've yeah, got more we calls, wanna, but yeah. we want to get into. Um, you know, we were talking about before we started to call it with the callers. We we're talking about some of these. Phytonutrients from vegetables such as spinach and kale and beet oh. greens, and they provide lutein and zeanthinum. Yeah. And actually, studies have shown high levels of lutein and zeanthinum from leafy green veg- vegetables result in a 75% risk reduction. Mm. That is wow, huge amazing. from developing macular degeneration. And so two servings of leafy green vegetables is a really powerful prevention plan. And that's kind of why we recommend spinach and kale with breakfast in place of toast. And other important nutrients would be zinc, vitamin A, vitamin C. And, you know, zinc is found in meat, Mm -hmm. vitamin A in cod liver oil. Mm -hmm. And we get vitamin C in berries in a lot of places. Yes. So... So as a nutritionist, we would set up a prevention plan for you, providing lots of antioxidants from a variety of sources so the free radical damage to the retina can be stopped. Because remember, antioxidants block the free radicals. So it's like, here's a good example. It's like a football team. The front lines block the other team from getting to the quarterback so he doesn't get knocked off his feet and lose the football. That's what they're supposed to do. Yes. (laughs) On the blind side. And antioxidants block the bad free radicals from damaging the eye. And that's simple, isn't it? Yeah. So simple. So Um, get out with your vegetables and play football. (laughs) And we're going to take another break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Um, I would like to share an easy immune-enhancing supplement I give to my kids and to myself. It's the same supplement um, that our grandmas used to keep um, um, their kids healthy, and it's cod liver oil. So today, cod liver oil is flavored with lemon, orange, and kids usually love it. Um, and it's very, very high in vitamin A, which is involved in white, bel- white blood cell production and is very important in the development of cells that make the respiratory tract. So it helps keep colds and viruses at bay. Give us a call at 651-641-1071.
Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Anna Durhock, licensed nutritionist, and Tamara Brown, registered dietitian. And we're discussing the role of nutrition in the prevention of macular degeneration. But tomorrow, before we get into that, yes. uh, we're going to talk about our prevention plan. How, if people want the newsletter on the Delhi Detective, how do they get it now? They can send me an email at tamara at weightandwellness.com. Okay. Yes. So, all right. So let's talk. We were kind of talking about our prevention plan. So let's talk more about our prevention plan. You know, part of our prevention plan would be to eat cold water, salmon, or sardines, or to take a supplement of Mm omega-3s. And the retina contains a special omega-3 called DHA. You know, it's the same omega-3 that's in free-range eggs, breast milk, and the algae that the fish eat. So we recommend supplementing with DHA for best protection. Yes. And other nutrients that are very important as well include zinc, vitamin C, vitamin E, and vitamin A. They all come from a diet of meat, vegetables, and good fat. And almonds are really high in vitamin E as as are avocados. So those are two great ways to get vitamin E in your diet. And as nutritionists, we would also recommend a repair strategy of the macula, which is part of the retina. There are three very important nutrients, and they are similar to the nutrients needed for your brain tissue. So maybe with these nutrients, you will be better able to see and think. If you catch the macular degeneration in the early stages, the following key supplements may help to keep your sight. The first one is CoQ10, which normally is produced in our liver, um, but cholesterol-lowering drugs can stop the production of CoQ10. Um, CoQ10 is needed for your memory and for your retina. Um, and I would recommend at least 200 milligrams of CoQ10, especially if you already have, you know, the diagnosis. So we have a lot of people that are on statin medications. Yes, we do. And that is stopping their production of CoQ10. And we have a lot of people with macular de- degeneration. Interesting connection. Yes. So people really, if you are on a statin medication, you definitely have to supplement with CoQ10 at at least 100 milligrams. Yeah. Probably if you've got macular degeneration, at least 200 milligrams. right. So another repair nutrient is a special kind of carnitine, which is called anacetyl-L-carnitine. And very interesting, this is another important nutrient for the brain. I take it every day. And it's especially important for your memory. I think it's working. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I usually recommend around 750 milligrams of anacetyl-L carnitine every day, especially for people that have macular gener- degeneration. Yeah, and it can pre- prevent Alzheimer's too. That's yes. like another good prevention plan. Exactly. Um, the third repair nutrient that I would recommend is, again, that omega-3 DHA. Um, DHA is so important for both the brain and for the retina. Um, and remember, DHA is in breast milk, which supports the baby's brain and retina, um, but often not found in formula. And if it is in formula, this is very interesting to me. The DHA <laughs> is often made artificially from a fungus... That's scary, a fungus, Uh which doesn't sound too nutritious, does it? No, it doesn't. So another important factor when considering nutrients for the prevention of macular degeneration is how is your body's ability to utilize these nutrients? Mm -hmm. And several scientific studies have shown that the use of antacids that so many people take for gastric reflux or heartburn Increases the risk factor of macular degeneration. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Uh, 
inadequate stomach acid will interfere with the utilization of many nutrients, which in turn can lead to macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just so interesting, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is researched information. Yep. So all these things go in go into play here. Yeah. Studies have also found that low le- levels of lycopene, another carotenoid, has been found to be a risk factor for poor eye health. And lycopene, as we know, is found in tomatoes. And since we are in the heart of tomato season, and you said <laughs> Genevieve eats, Genevieve loves tomatoes. She, she calls them strawberries, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Anything red is strawberries. But yeah, she loves them. So she's, I, I she's think she's headed for the eye health. Yes. So it should be easy to get the lycopene right now. Um, and I have a great recipe. Um, Dar Dar made it anyway, but I make it all the time for family events. It's called our tomato and avocado salad. And basically, these are just the ingredients. So you just take two avocados, you chop them up, six Roma tomatoes chopped, um, a quarter cup of red onion, one clove of garlic. Um, I always add extra garlic. Two tablespoons of olive oil, dash of lime juice, two tablespoons of fresh cilantro chopped, sea salt to taste, and pepper to taste. It serves four. I make a big batch, but it's awesome. And easy. And easy. There's, I mean, there's just great ingredients. So. Mm -hmm. So we can't really leave this discussion without talking about a powerful antioxidant called alpha-lipoic acid. And what does that do? Alpha-lipoic acid recharges other antioxidants. So it recharges or recirculates, and it recirculates things like vitamin E and vitamin C. And so it's making it a very powerful nutrient to prevent free radical damage. And that's what we're kind of doing. We're trying to... Like the football example, yes. yep. we're trying to block the free radicals just like the line is supposed to do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, back to the food. Yes. Scientists have discovered a link between dietary starch such as pasta, potatoes, pizza, bread, crackers, and age-related macular degeneration. So if you have a family history of macular degeneration, it is now time to give up your starches (laughs) and start eating vegetables. (laughs) A little strong there. (laughs) So food can be the problem or we believe food can be the solution. And it's just a hard habit for people to give up these processed carbohydrates, isn't it? Yes. It is. So should we kind of try to sneak in a quick yeah, call we here? Can see, we'll sneak in Joy. Um, Joy, she has um, a question on fatigue, and she's on lane four. Good morning, Good morning, Joy. Joy. Good morning. Yes. Uh, I am calling uh, to see. Um, I have a problem with fatigue, and, and I'm wondering if, if just making some of these changes along because I do have macular degeneration, if that would also include um, yes. increase my energy level. It definitely yes. would. Especially even taking yes. CoQ10. Yes. And, yep. you know, eating some protein for breakfast. Yep. You know, get start eating eggs and vegetables for breakfast with olive oil or butter. And I, everybody, everyone that comes to us says, I have more energy. Yeah. Yep. I feel better. Always. I have less aches and pains. And... For you, you're going to want to see better. Yes. So, but then you've got to follow it up with a snack mid-morning, and you don't do the sweet roll. You do a little bit of meat and some fruit and maybe a handful of nuts. Yep. Oh, that sounds great. I'll do that. And then for lunch, (laughs) you know, you maybe do a big salad with some salmon, 
mm-hmm. or something, you know, or like steak. The, yeah, or steak. I had a that like the herring salad was just perfect, fresh mm-hmm. herring and something like that. And then in the afternoon again, you do a little bit of protein, maybe maybe some cottage cheese with fruit yeah. and some nuts again. And then for dinner, you do you repeat that same thing, but maybe you have a chicken breast and some vegetables and 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 it's and you feel better. Yeah. Oh, I'll look forward to that, <laughs> and I will do that. And thank you for your call, your information today. It's been wonderful. Oh, awesome. thank you. Thanks for listening, Joy. Um, do we have time for one more or no? I don't know. You can try and see. Okay, we'll see. Okay, so we get we've got John. On line five, John, you had a question. I guess we don't have time. Oh, there oh, comes the music. Okay. Uh, well, save your question, John, yes, for next week. And, or email me, Anna at weightandwellness.com. Um, Thanks, you guys. Thank I you appreciate guys so much. you. Yeah. It was a nice show. Talk to you soon. All right. have a, and listen next week. Yes.